The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. When then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it for one of the least of these my brothers, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thought process when I start working on these sermons. And um, this one in particular, starting was hard. Um, in fact, often when I, when I preach, you, know, you spend a lot of time thinking, okay, how, how do I start this in a way that's going to get people's attention? Um, and, uh, and that's why a lot of times I just barge right into the topic and that just wasn't working for me. And, and so um, I, I talked with my wife about this. And, um, you know, you should always pray for Chris. You know, you should always pray for a pastor's wife because they're married to your pastor. Um, and, uh, and she reminded me of this song that we used to sing at family camp uh, when our kids were little called I Just Want to Be a Sheep. Do any of you know this song? I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. I was like, honey, I can't do that. That's terrible. <laughs> and the more I thought about it, I was like, and I don't have anything better. So I'm going with it. <laughs> but as I think about it, it, it who wouldn't want to be a sheep? Right? After you've read this parable, after Jesus is talking about the, the, the end when the, the, the king comes and he, shepherds, he separates the people like, like sheep and goat, um, you know, the way that a, a shepherd would do that work. And, um, you know, we, we read this through and, and it's like, yeah, 
I, I definitely want to be a sheep. I, I want to hear the, those words. Welcome. Welcome into your inheritance. Welcome to the kingdom that you, know, you are to inherit. And so as I think about, you know, who doesn't want to be a sheep? Maybe the next question is, how do I become one of the shepherd's sheep? How do you become one of the king's lambs? And there's a temptation when we read this, uh, this parable that, that Jesus tells to think that the way that you get into the kingdom is that you serve Jesus by serving the least of these. And I want to be really careful with this. This is, a, this is actually very normal. I probably have preached that sermon in my career. Um, but um, there is something that's inside of us that's always trying to earn our, our, our place in, in, in God's salvation. Or, or you guys are really good. You're really smart. So maybe you're not trying to earn it, you know, completely. And, you know, but maybe have that sense of, I want to contribute to it a little bit. I want to be somewhat worthy of this gift that God gives. You know, so I think that sometimes we read this parable and we're like, well, I want to know the rules. What are the rules so that I can get into the kingdom? So that in the end, God says, yep, you did enough to get in. But did you notice that the way that the sheep get into the kingdom is that they inherit it? There's a pretty big difference between earning something and inheriting something, isn't there? You know, when we think about inheriting, well, how does one inherit anything? Someone dies. And they give you something that was theirs after they've died. And, uh, and this, is, this is when it says inherit the kingdom. It struck me as I was looking at that. That's an imperative verb. It's a command. The king is sitting on his glorious throne and he's looking at his sheep and he's like, take it. Here is what I have for you. Inherit the kingdom that I've, I've won for you, that I died to win for you. This inheritance is yours because Jesus died for you and his command is for you to receive this inheritance. And you receive it by faith. You receive it through your relationship with the king. You receive it through your relationship with the, the one who died and rose for you. But what if you refuse the inheritance? I know, ridiculous idea, right? But people do. What, what, what if someone won't receive the gift? What if someone insists on God dealing with them according to the rules? Because they feel that they did something that must be somehow, at least somewhat worthy. After all, people are basically good, right? The Bible teaches that somewhere in the back. It doesn't. It teaches that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that we're all justified freely. We're all forgiven freely as a gift. No earning 
involved. You see, the sheep are those who have been saved by the shepherd. They've given up on their ability to save themselves. And they just receive what the shepherd gives. So, so they're honestly surprised as they stand before the throne on the last day. And, and the king tells them, look at all the good you did in your life. You know, you, you visited me when I was you know, sick. And, you know, and you, you did all of these things for the least of these. And they're like, When? When did I do all these things? And he says, well, everything you did for the least of these, you, you did it for me. You see, it just becomes part of the life. As far as they're concerned, they're just following the shepherd. They're just going along with their Savior, doing what the Savior does. So I want to be really clear here. Because, you know, I've, I've just said that you get into the kingdom of heaven apart from all of these great things that it talks about. But I'm not saying that those things don't matter. Mercy, justice, grace, hospitality, consideration of others. We might just sum all of that up with the word love. It's all there. It's all there because that's who God is. That's who Jesus is. And as he works in our lives, he takes us exactly where we are and he gives us this gift of life and salvation. But then he continues to work in us in a process that we call sanctification, making us holy. And in the one sense, you have been made holy because Jesus died and rose for you. But in another sense, he's working in your life so that your life becomes more and more like him. So that, yeah, you look at other people and you have compassion for them. And you act toward them with mercy. And you feed the hungry. And you care for the poor and the needy and the sick. Because that's who Jesus is. And that's who we are as his people. As we come into contact, into relationships with other people, we reflect our shepherd. We reflect our king to them. Purely because this is, this is who Christ followers are. You see, we're not obsessing about doing everything right. We're not counting the points. We're not, you know, tallying up the good deeds. We're trusting in the king. We're following the shepherd. We're hoping in the savior. This other stuff follows like, like fruit from a tree. I use this, this, this illustration all the time. I love it. You're probably sick of it. Get over it. Um, I have fruit trees in my yard. I don't have to tell them to grow apples. I don't have to tell the pear tree to grow pears. It just does. And as sheep, as people who have Jesus' life and forgiveness in your life, these are things that are going to be fruit 
because Jesus saved you. Because he's at work in you. And in a sense, these are God's gift to you that comes back to him. But the goats in the parable, they, they, they hear what the king says and they, they say, when? When? And they become defensive because they are obsessed and they are counting and they are tallying to show that my good outweighs my bad, which is delusional. But they're trying to, to keep that scorecard so that when they come up to God, they can say, look, here are the rules. And look, look, I've gotten in. You see, they stood before the king that day and they expected to be welcomed. They've done so many great things with their lives. And they're in total disbelief at the king's response to them. Because while they were out there chasing their own agenda... They neglected the least of these. And they failed to see where God's grace leads them to acts of mercy and compassion and kindness to the least of these. To the people around them who need a shepherd. The people who need a savior. Just like they did. But they didn't recognize it. But in the end, they're, they're trying to earn a gift. And in trying to earn the inheritance, they, they lose it. Because they never understood how loving the king and, and loving his people begins with being saved by the shepherd. It begins with what Jesus has done how he was born into this world, became one of us, how he lived our life, how he bore our sin and took it to the cross that he would give us as an inheritance through his death, his perfection, his holiness. And we tend to receive that as his forgiveness. So as Bob said, uh, this is the last Sunday of the church year. Christ is coming. This is good news. And your confidence for that day when Jesus comes and you stand before the king and you stand before the throne, it's not in your achievements. Instead, you'll be surprised at what God did in you and through you as you receive the inheritance prepared for you by Jesus from the foundation of the world. From the very beginning, this was God's plan for you to receive this life and this salvation and this eternal inheritance to live in God's glory with Jesus. Amen.